This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. It's a Thursday, so it's time with Wendy Christine. And Wendy is a health coach and a wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solutions. She's been in practice since 2005, and she's been rocking it here on Radio K Pulpit, and I've even lost count. <laughs> Good morning, Wendy. Always a pleasure having you with us on breakfast. Good morning, Brad. It's, it's a pleasure to be with you today. I don't even remember how long you've been with us. It's been a year or more. I, I stopped counting. I think so. I think it's been at least a year. In fact, I think it's probably been a year and a bit. Well, there you go, and we're loving every moment with you on a Thursday morning, and uh, uh, I know people are saying, oh, you know, I can't have any gluten. I'm allergic to gluten. And I've always thought to myself, I don't know if you're so much allergic to gluten. Aren't you perhaps just gluten intolerant? Now, um, I think that's something that we often confuse the two. So we're going to be talking about food allergies today, but this seems like a great place to start, Wendy. The difference between an allergy and a food intolerance. Yeah, so they are very different. Um, and many people have various intolerances. Um, but an intolerance causes a slower immune response than an allergy does. Um, an allergy, so you have these two different responses. You have an IgE response and you have an IgG response. Mm-hmm. And the IgE response is an immediate reaction to what the body considers a foreign object. Whereas the IgG reaction is more subtle and it, create, it causes reactions that can be more difficult to identify or to attribute to a specific food because it doesn't necessarily happen immediately. It can happen over an extended period of time. Um, I don't want to jump the gun here, but this seems like a good place to start. One doesn't just have an allergy um, or an intolerance. When it comes to allergies in particular, it seems that somehow you develop it. We were having a family conversation um, a, a few weeks ago, and someone was talking about a family member that enjoyed eating fish for their whole lives. And then one point, um, as, a, as a more mature adult, had a piece of fish that they'd been having every week for years, and suddenly the throat swelled up and needed to be rushed off to the emergency, as if, and then found out, well, you are now allergic to fish. Um, and then years later thought, oh, I wonder if I still have the allergy. I'm going to have some fish. And whoop, there the whole face swelled up like a balloon. Um, yeah. it, and so it was a case of I've been enjoying it my whole life now suddenly. So what caused that now suddenly? Well, I think what happens, there can sometimes be subtle symptoms along the way that you don't notice. And then all of a sudden there's one, you know, there's one exposure that is just too much and that the immune system has now got to the point where this is now a foreign invader and it's not having any of it. So that, you know, allergies like that can certainly develop. Um, it can be the same with these things um, or um, even, you know, other foods as well. Mm. Um, but yes, that, that is a possibility that we can develop an allergy as we get older. Yeah. So you said there that is the immune system saying we won't have any of it. So it's something that's happening inside your body. It's uh, uh, your body saying let's attack and that's causing the allergic response? Yes. So it is, uh, it is definitely an immune response. The body sees that substance as a foreign invader, and it does everything in its power to get rid of it. <clears throat> so your allergic response is then that, you know, it, it, it is the response to the invader. Mm. Let's, t- let's talk about peanut allergies because this is something that I've seen is quite rampant. I've, I don't know if, I've, if it's always been this way, if I've missed it as a, as a kid. I don't remember knowing anyone with a nut allergy. Now I know so many and, and schools don't even allow peanut butter sandwiches anymore, eating nuts and that just because the other kids, uh, some get an allergic reaction, Wendy, by just being in the same space as somebody else who's consuming peanuts. So, you know, what's going on there? 
That's right. So um, a peanut allergy is, it is probably one of the more severe ones. Um, it's one of the most common food-induced um, causes for an anaphylaxis. Mm. And anaphylaxis is obviously a medical emergency. You have these symptoms where your throat closes up and you really need to get yourself to the emergency room very quickly. But with peanuts, the exposure can, can, can happen in various different ways. So it can either be you eat it yourself or there's a cross-contact so it's in a spray or it's in something that um, it has been packaged that it also uses peanuts mm. or you've inhaled it somewhere. And those are the people that, you know, you can't even have somebody else in the class bring a peanut butter sandwich to school. Yeah. because they are that sensitive that that little bit, they even, they, they, they even need to sniff it or smell it, and it, and it triggers a reaction. Wow, that's crazy. And, and um, is it, from your professional opinion, is it something that's developed over time? It seems to be more rampant. I mean, I've, as, as, as I mentioned, as a kid, and I've had conversations with other adults even older than I am, and they never knew anything about anybody having any kind of a peanut allergy, but now it's such a popular thing. Do you perhaps know the reason for that, or were we just not aware of it in the past? Well, I think it, it. I do think more of these allergies have developed. I think we're exposed to so many more um, sort of allergens in the environment, and I think the immune systems have adapted and become a little bit more oversensitive. Mm. So, you know, when the immune system is primed over time, it could even have happened that your parents could have had a sensitivity of sorts, and then it's passed on to the baby, and then the baby gets an exaggerated form of that. Mm. So I think that's why we notice that there's so many more than, than we had previously, because I don't recall ever having anybody, you know, in close proximity. I'd never heard of a peanut allergy like that before yes. either. So, you know, I do think it has evolved. It certainly has got worse. Um, and now we're sticking with um, allergy as opposed to an intolerance. So what else is fairly popular out there at the moment that causes allergies? So... Um, Milk, especially with children, it's, it's often the, it can be the lactose or the caffeine in the milk um, that can cause allergies. Eggs are another one that's quite common. Other tree nuts, so things like walnuts, almonds, pine nuts, Brazil nuts, and pecans. Um, soya products. Mm. Um, gluten um, can, be, um, can cause an allergy, especially in your um, celiac patients. Yes. And then your fish and your shellfish, which, you, which you've already mentioned. And sometimes honey. So um, let's just talk about what you can do about it. I mean, if, if it's an allergy, we, the peanut one you mentioned, I mean, you mentioned anaphylactic shock. I mean, that's not something you can take lightly. So you need to know where you stand in terms of your allergy or your kid's allergies and be prepared. I mean, if you need an EpiPen, then you need to keep one of those at hand. You won't contact this sort of thing lightly. This sounds to me like life and death stuff. Yes. So somebody with a severe allergy like that would need to carry an EpiPen with them continuously. If there's any exposure and they start experiencing any of the symptoms related to anaphylaxis, they would inject themselves immediately, and then they need to get to the emergency room as fast as possible mm. um, so that they can get further treatment. But obviously, if you know what your allergies are, you can avoid them. You can do everything in your power to avoid them. So you need to notify people. People need to know that um, if you're coming for dinner, they, they, cannot, they can't even be a whiff of that particular food mm. or a spray or a hint of it anywhere. Wow. Um, and then you need to learn to read labels and to make sure that you, the foods that you're consuming or buying for yourself don't have any of those substances in them. Yeah, and uh, I think this is such an important thing is to be well-educated and to, to let people know. I mean, I, I was packing some lunch for my son and um, he's so much aware of, of the friends in the classroom, for example, and uh, I put some nuts there just not thinking it's something that he would eat at home and I just thought, oh, there's some left over, let me put it as part of his lunch for school. 
and he walked past and he asked me what I'm putting in. He looked at me and he said, what, do you want me to kill one of my best friends? You know, so there's this, there's this like, oh my goodness, I completely forgot. So this is, is serious, you know, and it's something that we need to be aware of. And it's, and it's a time where parents need to speak up and let other parents know because you don't want to be responsible for someone else becoming ill just because they might be in close contact with someone enjoying these things. So for the kids to be aware, for you to be aware of yourself and to and to maybe move away from that stigma that might exist to say, look, stigma or no stigma, Wendy, I need to take care of myself and my kids. Absolutely. And we need to be considerate of people around us as well. So if we know somebody is going to get that sick if they're exposed, we really need to be mindful of that. Mm. So I think it is important, you know, for, for all of us to have that kind of awareness that these things do exist and they're not just imagination. Um, they are really real, life-threatening um, problems that people experience. And what about being tested, um, Wendy? How does one do that? So there are a number of ways that you can do this, but generally for the, um, for the allergies, you would need to have a blood test. Um, and you can do that through your labs. Normally your doctor can arrange that. You can check and see if there's um, any form of allergy. And sometimes they do skin patch tests as well. Mm. So those are the ways that they generally look for, um, for allergies. And then if, should you do get a bracelet that's, that's got stuff written on so people can see? I mean, what's the, what's the wisest way to, sp- to be able to tell people what your allergies are if you're in a situation where you can't speak? Yes, you, you would need a bracelet. You would definitely need to get one of those um, tags um, that, that lists it as an allergy because that is really serious. So people need to know wherever you go, you know, if you've collapsed somewhere, um, that needs to be ready for everybody to mm. see. Yeah, this is, a, this is a real thing that we have to take very, very seriously. I mean, are there, are there other things, that, that, apart from the list that we mentioned, or when we, when we move away from these things, we're saying the rest is possibly just an intolerance, so you need to eat less of it or avoid it because it might give you some digestive problems or something like that, just moving back to the yes. intolerance? Yes. So there, there are a number of symptoms that, that can sort of cross-react. Um, you, you can get things like, to, to, so you can have them for a sensitivity or a serious allergy. Mm. Things like skin reactions, hives, for example. Um, I've had an experience myself where I ate fish. I'm not allergic to fish, but I broke out in, I was red from head to toe. Wow. And that was a response to the histamine in the fish more than the iodine or the other components of fish. So you can still have these reactions, but you really need to monitor it. Um, You can have itching or tingling. Some people will eat something and they say, oh, my mouth is tingling. Yeah. Or you could have digestive um, upset. Mm. So those can be sort of triggers where you want to know, I, I should perhaps be avoiding this particular food, especially if it happens within minutes of you eating that food. But sometimes it doesn't happen within minutes. Sometimes it's like with um, a, an intolerance, you could be bloated for three or four days after you've eaten a food, but there's no real major issue with mm. it. Somebody else would get instant diarrhea. And, and I think we just need to be aware of our bodies as well. But we, you, you can test for both intolerances and wow. um, allergies. We've got a question in That's from... a good idea if you do have, you know, if you are concerned. Yeah, go and have a check. We've got a message in here from a listener that says, what about pineapple? Um, I mentioned earlier that I had some pineapple for breakfast and it made my tongue feel all raw and that happens whenever I eat pineapple and I know that's a sign. It doesn't happen when I eat a little bit of pineapple, only when I eat a lot of pineapple. But, um, yes. no, so I, I mean, I, I've researched and found out the reason for that. But is it possible to have an intolerance or, or an allergy to fruit like pineapple? It is. It is. Um, melon, um, kiwi fruit, pineapple, um, it's very, very possible. 
Um, with pineapple, there's a lot of bromelain um, in the um, as as an enzyme. Mm. So I think many people experience that um, that sort of rawness on their tongue if they have too much of it. Yeah. But if you expose to a little bit and you feel that it, it there's generally a, a, an intolerance of sorts there. Yeah, now we're all awake to what's happening in our bodies. And that's where we should be. We should listen to our bodies. We should learn to understand our bodies and know our bodies and avoid those things that make us feel uncomfortable. Um, thanks uh, so much this morning. I, I know their parents listening mostly at this time of the morning, and uh, I hope that they're listening carefully. And uh, if they need some help, get in touch with Wendy. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution in Durbanville. Wendy, great speaking to you. Thanks so much for all of your hard work and for bringing your expertise to us every Thursday morning. Here's to a beautiful sunshine Cape Town day. Thanks so much, Brad. Have a lovely day too. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.